Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. Today, we have an amazing guest. We have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Mr. Dan Moore in the house. What's up, brother? How what's up, doing? man? Thanks for having me. I mean, this is how you do it, right? I mean, right? if you're going to do well, a podcast, big. you get a hot car, there convertible, you go. <laughs> got some wings to fly open. I mean, you know. It's just going to be fun for Hey, for the like six people out there that don't know who you are. Oh, stop um, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always love kicking out these podcasts with a little origin story because I'm always super fascinated. Yep. So Dan, how did you get started in this crazy world we call the automotive industry? You know, funny enough, I started selling cars at 19. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, you know, back when it was cool before this thing called social media, you know, it was like, <laughs> hey, uh, here's some uh, blank business cards. Why don't you go pepper those at the old local mall there, bud? <laughs> Uh, hey, how do I generate leads? There's yeah. the phone book. Start calling. Start calling. Uh, thank God for Facebook now, right? No, uh, and LinkedIn okay. and everything else we got. But you know, uh, you know, I've actually thought about how cool it'd be go back to be a salesperson right now because those tools make it so freaking oh, easy. Like, like we, we, you know, I kind of joke at times. I'm like, I kind of think you guys got it a little bit better than we did. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, they didn't get the fun that I had as far as like <laughs> keys did go up on roofs, cars did get stuck on the rack. I mean, there was People those did do push-ups when you were late for a meeting. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> there were fist fights on the point when yes. someone tried to like kink somebody on a color. I called red. No, I called red. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, origin story goes back yes. to the days, buddy. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about like how did 19 year old Dan get into the business? Uh, yeah, so my um, my stepdad and, and, and dear mentor, uh, you know, he owned a dealership at 21. You know, obviously I, I was fascinated as a young kid growing up, you know, the suits, mm -hmm. the demos, <laughs> uh, you know, being being a car guy back in the day, it was like, man, it's, you know, it's kind cool. of kind of cool. I mean, people would be like, is your, your, your stepdad like a drug dealer or something? I'm like, no, he's a car guy. <laughs> you know, how cool is that? And like, look at me like I was crazy, but. You know, that was kind of the addiction is I like the suits, the bravado, the, you know, just the, the confidence of, of uh, you know, of what the car business brought. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we, I, there's a lot of topics I know that we can easily jam about, right? And, you know, you've spent, you know, the better part of your later career, you know, really focusing on analytics and data yep. and, you know, trying to paint that picture, you know, for dealerships in you know what their efforts are where their opportunities are so you know let's kind of start off with kind of the that that origin story of 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 that part of your career yeah so the the marketing side you know obviously one of the great things that you learn in automotive on top of sales is marketing you know and uh i love marketing but what i started to realize and and love more is data mm -hmm. and it became this thing of like not a buzzword like oh big data <laughs> But it was really kind of the fascination of give me the the waypoint to the destination. And that was kind of yeah. the thing that, you know, I don't believe in getting hung up on a metric. What I what I get fascinated with is working it backwards of, okay, the end result was we sold a car, but did we do all the right things? You know, yeah. I, I make a joke about, hey, you can tell me we sold five cars on Facebook, but the question is, should that have really been 30? Right? So, you know, is it people, process? marketing or inventory like it's the three components that really kind of yes. jam it all together and i 100 you gotta follow that roadmap well let's let, let's follow that roadmap now like 
when you say people, yep. because I, I, I'm with you, I'm 100% with you, right? It does all start with the people, bleeds into your process, you know, then into your marketing. So, you know, when you say people, like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so, for example, if we're, we're looking at marketing is, is you know, you could have, the, the, the marketer could be doing all the right things for your agency, whoever it might be, doing all the right things, but when it gets to that point of, you know, the chat, the text, the call, the form, whatever it might be, the people in the process may be failing the initiative. Yes. So all the ducks aligned on what we were supposed to do, we had the right audience, we got the right message, we got them to convert, and then we fell short because we didn't connect through the transition of the communication process, furthermore, which then resulted into we didn't make a deal, <laughs> right? So yes. the people in the process kind of sometimes let that down. Um, and, you know, again, this also kind of goes back to probably my biggest pet peeve is as an industry, we have to stop throwing money at operational inefficiency. Yes. So, you know. Give an example of that. Oh, I could do this all day long, my <laughs> friend. How long are we driving for? Let's do it. We're gonna, can you just drive me back <laughs> to Arizona? Yeah, I'm gonna say we're just going to head to Phoenix. <laughs> just take me back. So, um, you know, a great example of that is, is the word leads, right? Give yes. me more leads. Well, more leads is an indication of that problem because how many people are working those leads? You can only manage, a person can only manage so many opportunities. Yep. So if I'm flooding with opportunities, then I'm creating the cherry pick syndrome because I'm not willing to fix a broken process. Mm -hmm. But that's the signal, meaning I've got, you know, a thousand leads, we only sold, you know, let's call it maybe 10, 20 cars. I've got, there's still meat on the bone. What did we do? Where, where are we breaking down here? Yes. So we've got to be more diligent instead of going, Throw more marketing dollars because I'm, I, you know, I don't want to hold people accountable. I don't want to pay for training. I don't want to, you know. <laughs> well, again, I, that, that's true. I mean, I think about it like the one thing I've seen over the last 18, 20 months is we've really seen kind of the cream rise to the top and who the real operators are and and who are making money because yep. they were in the right place, at the right time, with the right brand, right? Yep. You know, um, when you know when we tell dealerships to invest in their teams, I got to be honest with you, I get kind of this like glazed over, like, oh. It's Here not. It's, it's not sexy. It's not. No. It's not. But like when you have those conversations, how does those meetings typically go with you? Same kind of look. I mean, I do. You know, <laughs> I, I get the. Uh, you know, Dan. Certain keywords are used in describing what they want to say next after the word Dan. Um, <laughs> sometimes that has to do with a lot with go and then fill in the blanks. But the, the challenge becomes is listen. It's not sexy. You you know, it's one of those things where you've got to roll up your sleeves. You got to get the hands dirty. Um, and you've got to have some accountability in there. Mm -hmm. And if you're not getting the accountability, then you've got to figure out what you got to do to change that outcome. But the other piece of that is, is you also have to demonstrate first and foremost that you've got the right leadership. The leaders are leading in a positive way. Yep. It's not just some micromanagement beat bash down mm -hmm. and I expect you to perform it. How am I cultivating, developing and growing talent within my organization that continues that That's feed farm? Growing talent. Yes. Like yes. this is the this is a marathon, not a sprint scenario nice. again. Like, I mean, I think too often we you know, well we're, well look, the automotive industry has created a, you know, I'm gonna roll this windows up. Um, the automotive industry has created a culture around superstars. Yep. Right? Like, you know, I mean, how many times have you gone to a dealership, right? There's there's those one or two people that are your 50 car people, yeah. right? Or 40 car people, right. whatever size your dealership. But it goes back right? to that, the 20 then, car then Fred's not down, always good. Yeah, and then it comes down and it comes down and it comes down, right? And it's like, you know, we use that excuse, well, you know, well, they've always done it that way. So, you know, if I bring a training person in and they start telling them to do it a different way, yeah. then I, I could lose, I could lose my superstars. Right, well, well and, and that's the other part too is, 
I call that kind of like the false messiah syndrome in the sense of yeah. I've got, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 car Fred, but I'm not asking the right questions because all I'm looking at, back to where I talk about the waypoint to the destination, they sold 30, 50 cars. Yeah. Well, great. How many leads did they burn? How many of the, the teammates did they, they basically upset, disrupt, and that could have been that extra close point, right? Yeah, like exactly. they could have generated the extra 10, 15, whatever. We're not looking at the right things. We're looking at the end result, but we're not seeing how we got to that end result. How much is it costing you to have 50 car Fred in your dealership? Yep. Because they're working the system against you. You've just made it easy for them to win because the end result is all you're looking at. Oh, 100%. And we're not saying that 50 car Fred is not doing a good job. 50 no. car Fred could be really crushing it. Correct. But if we're not measuring 50 car Fred's efforts, right. all right, then, then we don't know. Let's see, we can't take what he may be doing really, really well and then take that magic or right. whatever formula he's using. And I'd, I'd rather have a, a whole floor of 50, 50 car friends. Right, how do I, exactly, how do I build, well, it goes back to, how do you build the right culture? Yes. It's a cultural mindset, it's not. It's a foundation. Having sure. one person be the driving factor isn't going to win the business, it's a team sport. Last time I yeah. checked, it's a dealership. <laughs> the team collectively has to win. Sales has to get along with fixed ops because they should be working as a team. Yes. Not as a two, you walk into a dealership and there's a clear division. Go right, go left, and nobody talks to each other. Right? So it's true. But but there has to be that collaboration. It starts at leadership. You've got to bring everybody together and have everybody working in synergy so that it creates those opportunities to continue to produce the outcomes that you're looking for. And, and don't you believe is kind of that first big steps is just to start measure? See, I, I think people are afraid of measuring our efforts because they think it's it's in a negative way oh, I'm just gonna get beat up if we start measuring this, right? Well, th there's that part to it. And then part of it is, is that is the problem with measurement is, is it's like saying, you know, I, I get the common question with this dash. Why don't you just tell me red, yellow, green? Okay, <laughs> if I tell you red, your first thing is to fire it, cut it, kill it. Yep. When in reality, no, no, it's a problem, but it's not that. We don't have enough information, right? To say that maybe, you know, auto trader, why are you going to fire it? When in reality, if you look at the full broad data set, it's not, it's just red in the sense of, hey, something's off here. Yes. Oh, I got a people problem. Oh, I've got an inventory problem. You know, or, you know, or, or it's like, this is the other fundamental problem. Software isn't going to solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, there's no magic diet No, pill. people right. <laughs> and process are going to drive the win. Yep. The software just allows it to happen at scale. Yes. But we don't look at it that way. We just think, I'm going to buy this and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're just going to keep layering yeah. on these proverbial easy buttons. Yeah. I bought a CRM. Isn't all my data clean? Yeah. Isn't yeah, it? totally. It's only as good as the way you click the buttons and log it. But yeah, no, I mean, you know. So with that said, I mean, I find that from a marketing perspective, okay, those foundations are incredibly key to the success of the marketing efforts, right? And I don't think most dealerships see it that way. I think that's, you know, it's like, well, what does marketing really have to do with, you know, my people, my processes? But, you know, look, if we're going to limit um, ad waste or ad spend right. waste, all right, then, you know, we need to be having a team working together. Don't you think? Correct. Well, and, but better yet, there's one common word that we just, we use the word marketing, but it, we have to put strategy in it because what is the strategy? Exactly. Marketing is a strategic approach in getting opportunities, whether that's for sales, service, whatever, employment, right? Yep. We're, we're, we're looking for people now. Um, so there's these things 
that we have to take a second instead of just jumping in, throwing money and say, turn on this and let's go and I'm gonna get this result. We have to take a second and go, okay, what is our strategy? What are we hoping to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And then put the pieces in place. But first and foremost, what's the people in the process that's going to help us get the end result? And then put the other pieces around it to, to push it forward. Yeah. And, you know, when it does come to marketing, you know, you'd be amazed how, how many uh, strategies now become uh, built around operations and processes when you have that foundation. When you don't have that foundation, that's when I find dealerships that are just doing the spray and pray method when it comes to their marketing efforts. Uh, yeah, I mean, and again, some of it's just, you know, they, they pay somebody they to do the job and they don't give them any guidance because, again, the strategy starts within the store, not the provider. Yes. So they are doing the best they can on the information in which you give them. So if you just go, hey, I got 199 lease specials, go get after it, kid. Well, th- I mean, the marketing is going to be what it's going to be. But yep. if the strategy is more of like, hey, here's our, you know, fundamental core you know, beliefs as, a, as an organization, how we operate, you know, here's our promise. Now couple that with whatever the vehicle might be, this and that. Now the, it starts to breathe life into that campaign. It's not yes. just noise because again, I go back to the newspaper days of when we just advertised our cars in the newspaper and it was just a race to the bottom. Whoever had the lowest price was getting the traffic that weekend. Yep. Right. So, 100%. so this is where digital marketing and, and marketing today is. Tell me the story. I mean, Look at what's going on with society. It's a story-based narrative for everything that we do today. We consume the story way before we consume the product. Correct. But we think, but we're thinking that we consume the product first. It's like, no. No, no, no. no. And I find that always super interesting when I look at a dealership's marketing efforts and 90% of their ad spend is based towards payment-driven Right. ads. Yeah, I know. When's you know? the last time you saw a Carvana or a CarMax ad that was talking about price? Exactly. And how many Did times? Did they even like, feature really a, a specific I was car? I actually thinking about that. When, oh, you no. were, when you were talking, I'm like, I don't remember. No, you won't. You know? You won't. No. No. Because you know why? They're telling you the story. Yes. They're telling you their why buy statement in one of the most fun, colorful ways, whether you, they're using, you know, a, a, you know, a certain celebrity or whatever. They're telling a story about what you can expect from them. Yes. They're, they're, you're buying into the process and the people before you're even buying into the product or service. Right. 100%. Because guess what? The car's the commodity. Yes. So why can't we get more dealers? Yeah. No, I'm not saying more because I will say in the last five years, I have seen, I have begun to see oh, a transition. Oh, like, we're seeing a lot of... There are more and more dealers that are understanding this, but there's still a ton that just cannot wrap their heads or refuse to invest the time necessary to wrap their heads around this. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, there's this point, I think during COVID and what we're seeing currently, I think that it's kind of funny because um, I was, I was saying this the other day, they're like, oh, adapt or die. And I was start laughing. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's a cute statement, but I got to give kudos to all, everybody in automotive. They were forced to adapt. Yes. So, so they adapted to COVID with digital retailing. Yes. They're adapting to the inventory shortage with vehicle acquisition, messaging, campaigns, mm-hmm. functionalities. So there is an adapt. Now, what we're missing is change. We, ha- we need more change agents, yes. right? The ones to your point that are like, I'm embracing. Um, I'm not gonna say that this is the way we've always done it. I'm going to break everything that we do and continue to push us forward. Yep. I'm going to look at disruptors like CarMax and Carvana and go, wait a minute. There's nothing here they're doing that we can't do. And we've been doing this longer and those are our core values. Fast, easy process, right? Yep. So, but again, that's the other problem that we have too around measurement. Tell me how you measure fast, easy process. 
Well, you're the data guy. Come on, Dan. But again, <laughs> but, but no. fast and easy. How do you define easy? <laughs> like, no, I know, right? Right. But, but it's but there are people that do do that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, look at like a Disney. That's <laughs> yes. how they do look at things. That's literally exactly. And how they, they look break at down. Like they approach you have everything to go down to the micro, micro, micro Correct. steps. Yes. And be able to measure there. So I mean, you can measure it, but you but you, a you have to want to. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about those core values, like those. Those, those pillars of intent have to be defined, all right, before you can move forward with those people's and the processes and the marketing. It's like, you, like, you just get, you have to start there. It's like, right, is your brand really gonna be about being fast and easy? Okay, that's cool, all right. Now, how are the people gonna support that? How are the processes gonna support that? And how is the marketing gonna support that? Right, and, and it all starts with, again, it starts at the dealership level of who are we as an organization? Yeah. What are we comfortable with in our business model? What does it look like? Because again, I think that's the other piece too is we go to, you know, again, we're at a conference, right? We're, yeah. you're, you're in a 20 group, you're in this, and you're like, oh, so-and-so's doing this and they're crushing it. Let's just mimic that. Well, this isn't the mimic business. No. What we have to do is understand, again, you gotta stay true to your core beliefs. Who are you? What do you want to accomplish? And then bring pieces in that complement what you're doing, not completely disrupted, or you sign with a piece of software because somebody else had it and expect a result. You have to see how it plays into your business strategy. And you've got to work with, you know, people or companies that are outside of automotive space that, you know, I mean, Disney brings in people to really challenge the way they do it. Now, I mean, they- they break it. They, they break so everything. find how to break it. Right? And you got to be willing to be, it's okay, we're going to break it. And now, I mean, this is the best time to break anything. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think of like, I think dealerships, especially now in the last 18, 20 months, all right? They've embraced embraced a purchasing process rather than a buying process. And, and that's impressive because okay. it took us a long, long time to be able to go, huh, I guess I do need yeah. to offer multiple solutions yeah. to my clients. Yeah. Or, hey, wait a minute, I don't have to floor like, you know, 500 vehicles. Wait, my flooring expense goes down. I'm actually making more money because I'm not carrying cars. Oh, there, there's all these things. And I think that that's what I'm saying. There are change agents in this industry right now. They're looking at all these things that are that, that's going on, the pauses, and they're looking at the numbers. They're looking at their financials. They're looking at all the reports and they're going, wait a minute. We don't have to go, when this all swings back around, we don't have to go back to the way we did it. Yes. There's maybe this new way or a better way or a hybrid way that is gonna change how we work as an organization going forward that aligns with our mission. Yes. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm excited because I, I think, I'm betting on this industry, it's coming. I, and there's well, guys doing it and gals doing it. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, no, we're seeing it, right? In yeah. fact, we've, we've met some of them you know, recently just, just at the conference, right? Right. And I do like to see, you know, the conference has been going on for such a long time that I think even you're starting to see a filter of who comes to the conference and who doesn't. Yeah, almost. I mean, and conferences, the different people that show up, it's not all the same going across, across, across. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see where people are going uh, to learn or to take it to the next level, the different conferences and what they offer around content where it gets the right different groups. You know, we're seeing a lot of different, you, you've got um, people that are really into like culture. They want to understand how to better set up their culture and their brand yeah. message. You got people that go- and They're asking the questions. Yeah, I, I need to understand digital marketing better. I need to understand the software side of things from digital retailing to CRM to DMS. We're, we're, it's interesting to see the conversation and landscape changing. It's almost a little bit exciting, if you will, in the yes. sense of, man, people are starting to open up the minds a little bit and go, wait a minute. This is forcing me to slow down and step back a little bit and take some inventory. 
Yes. That I should have taken a long time ago. No, I, I do want to talk a little bit about digital retailing because you are the data guy. All right. I got to be honest with you. I'm a little concerned. Okay. okay? Um, the language that was being used by a lot of these vendors have changed over the last 18 to 20 months. Oh, and it's gonna and, continue to change. And But but I don't think it's, that for some, you know, and especially as I was walking around, you know, talking to all the vendors, it's like, I had several digital retailing vendors talk to me about their lead generation stats. And I'm like, what? I'm so, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I find as an industry, sometimes we mess up good stuff. Oh yeah, right? mean, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going back to the bad habit, right? And I love this one, this perfect example. When, um, you know, when we locked stuff in the CRM, we used to make the joke, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, a walk-in. And, we, and we, we used to joke, it'd be like two weeks to ask, right? Two weeks to ask. Then, then you look at the digital side, website lead. Yep. Uh, really, the website generated that lead? It, yep. it, wasn't the, it wasn't the Google paid search. It wasn't the, um, it wasn't the Facebook ad. It wasn't the email the campaign. branding campaigns like, the, or like, friend It wasn't the OTT. Yep. Like there, there's all this stuff and you're like, okay, so here we are now, we got chat that generates leads. No, chat are, is a conversion tool. People come to the website, they converted via exactly. chat versus text or call or whatever. So digital retailing- It's an indicator of intention, not a correct. lead. It is a, it is a workflow. Yes. At the end of the day, you know, we use the word internet department. I'm like, you should have a communication department because yes. at the end of the day, chat, text, form, phone, it's all communication. Get the it's best of the best working those channels. And everybody does operate. I mean, some text better than they talk on the phone. It is what it is. But with digital retailing, and again, I think it's funny we created this word digital retailing. And consumers like, uh, I don't know what it is. I just want to be able to, I want to be able to go through the process on my own terms. Meaning, yes. if I want to fill out a credit Purchasing app, process, and, and I want to go to here, but then I'm going to go into the store. Great. The process should pause and then pick back up through my whole point. Yes. And then the other piece of digital retailing that's getting really warm is the fact that we're starting to see, you know, companies partnering with. Um, Notarize, um, Rocket, um, yeah. you, you know, like you've got all of these different things because now we're getting to the point of where I say digital retailing is warming up. Yes. Because it is the paperless end to end, whether it's in the store or at home. To that's get it all done. Correct. And that's no different than what CarMax and Carvana have been doing. And quite frankly, dealers have been doing it for a long time. Oh yeah. They just didn't have all the pieces we just melded together yet. We just had technology yet. that put it Correct. all together, right? Correct. And that's where, look, like, I'm with you on that. I, look, digital retailing supports my process. Yes. It doesn't, it, it's not a widget that I get to put on there that's going to generate more leads. No, 100%, and oh, by the way, just because you sign up for digital retailing doesn't think it's done yet, you've got to market your process. Exactly. Hey, we make it fast and easy to buy a car, great. Like, walk me through that statement. How are you 100%. gonna get it done? Buy on your terms, right? We're seeing some verbiage start to surface, some great you know, branding campaigns that are wrapping it up in, buy on your own terms. Great, yep. that means I can start and stop the process wherever I want to that I'm comfortable with. Because some will, very small, I mean, the numbers are still kind of coming in and I think we're still, you know, can't plant a flag just yet, but what, what you under, start to understand is there are people that will go all the way through. There are people mm -hmm. that will just give just enough to start to understand what it is. What would my payment be? Like, I just need enough to understand, is it worth my time to get in my car right now and drive to your dealership, right? Or I don't want exactly. to spend forever in your dealership going back and forth on price and payment. I just want to understand, does it fit my budget or not? Yeah. So again, we have to start going back to and asking the questions, what is the consumer trying to accomplish? And we need to meet them there. Correct. Well, which, which, which is, I gotta understand, that's, that's a full flip. 
on the way the industry has operated for the last 60 years. Correct. Well, right? Like the customer is supposed to meet us in our process. We're not supposed to meet them and where they want to go with the correct. process. Correct. And, 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 you know, to the point, there is this whole thing that we like, the word control. And it's like, we're, we feel like we're relinquishing control. But at the end of the day, you're actually really not. You're yeah. gaining control because you're allowing them to engage on their terms, which means they're engaged. Yes. Yes. Right? So speaking of engaged, and I love the fact that you use that word. Um, I was in a meeting with a large group recently, and I was super impressed to watch and listen to the marketing department uh, discuss uh, stats around their efforts. Mm -hmm. And so much of that was around engagement. Yep. And I was like, I was so happy. I was sitting in the corner and I just had like this big smile on my face. And it's like, they weren't talking about clicks. They weren't talking about impressions. And if they did, it was a very just kind of a, yep, there's a slide, you know, and they're really talking about engagement, which is which is the ultimate goal. Like that's is what the we intent. base Vista Dash off period is engagement. I mean, like, yes. I feel like they might be a Vista client. But anyways, I mean, you know, shameless <laughs> plug. Uh, but no, engagement is it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking for consumers to come to your site yep. and be engaged. Yes. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's start with the simple stuff. First, I want to understand that they land on the website and did they take action? Meaning scroll, click, do something. Where Did my website get them moving? Yes. I, bounce rates like dead. I want to understand, was there activity? Was there motion on my website? Then what I want to know is, is obviously, did you dance with the bell of the ball, which is the inventory? Did you take a virtual test driver walk around? Did you engage with the photos? How many did you look at? What video engagement? I want to look at all of that and go, now I have engaged shoppers. Yes. Now I understand that. Now did we convert? Yeah, right. I love that because that gets the marketing department into a place of accountability. Oh, yeah. All right. It's like, uh, hey, we put the systems in place. We put the process in place. Like you have this this number of engaged shoppers. Yep. All right, marketing department, you're going to need to A-B test your way out of multiple messages to find out what is going to Correct. get them to take it to the next step. Uh, 100%. And, and you have shopper engagement and you have no conversion. You'll be like, okay, great. I did tap high funnel. That's good. Yeah. So great, now let me go back through and look at that activity on my site and go, okay, we landed them on the homepage, we landed them on the VDP page, we landed them on the SRP page. Which one was getting us the most activity from the, the, from the engagement side? Then the next step is, now, how many call to actions did we have? Did we make it easy, right? And you start digging, and the next thing you know, the marketing team's like, ah, now I've got it really simple. We've got one call to action. <laughs> They're high funnel, so we wanna start them here. You know, Stop rushing to, you know, Get your e-price. Oh my gosh, you remember oh, that one, right? No, no, but it, <laughs> so I, I literally like was trying not to be that guy, but I was like, I'm looking at your website right now and you, you have get e-price. Um, are you discounting your cards? Wait, you found a dealer that still has those? There's a couple of them. But anyways, <laughs> I'm like, do you, you, if I buy, if I click on get my e-price right now, what are you sending me back? Well, Thank you for your uh, submission. A team member will be getting uh, in yeah. touch with you shortly. Yeah, and the one that does goes, it's uh, MSRP, <laughs> right? So my e-price is, what was already on the website. 100%. So take it off. I mean, check availability. Now, I, I, what, what luckily, that's the really swing of the bat that I love. I'm like, oh, everybody true. finally went to check availability because why? <laughs> They're, yeah, the phone's blowing up. Uh, I'm calling today because I want to make sure that car's actually there. Yeah. Which is an interesting twist in like paid search, for example. Yeah. You, you would go, hey, for you know, roughly 30% of all paid search activity was really equating to a service action versus a sales action. 
But then during this time, it's like, well, those numbers now have changed a little bit because yeah. people are calling to check it. Do you have that car there? Yes. Is it available? Yeah. I want to buy it now. Can I yeah. actually see it? Yeah. Can, <laughs> like, can I put a credit card right now? Yes. I mean, who thought we would be here? Oh, man. Literally, I'm in the process of buying a truck right now. And, you know, I mean, I'm in the industry, so I got some contacts. Like, I call, yeah. you know. I got a great deal for you. Is it there? Yeah. Yes. Here's my credit card. Just put a deposit on. I'll, I'm out of town, but I'll be back. Right? It's like, Jay, that's fine. It's cool. You know, but like, I don't even, like, oh, that no. was it. <laughs> I've got dealer friends that told me straight up, they're like, Dan, if they don't have a trade, we are unfortunately not making a car deal. Oh, man. That one kind of rubs me the wrong way a little I, bit. I, I, but listen, though. There, but I understand it. I do understand from an operations it, it perspective. It changes the game. And that's what I'm saying. It's interesting right now. Like, good luck getting employee pricing anywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, again, if that's your process, you own it. Yeah. You know, and that's the part where it's like, it, it, it's, a, it's a balancing act of, we might go, ah, I don't know about that. I know. But again, what are you going to do? Exactly. What are you going to do? Right? Well, Dan, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today. And uh, man, we touch up on some great topics. For everybody out there that's watching and listening right yeah. now that would love to connect with you, learn a little bit more about the company, or maybe even continue some of these conversations. Absolutely. What's, what's the best way to do so? Um, well, you can check us out at vistadash.com. Uh, you can reach me easily at dan at vistadash.com. Uh, I'm on social media, more of Dan on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and happy to connect with anybody in the audience that just, you know, you got an idea, you, you're stuck somewhere. Uh, you know, as I say, uh, information, again, questions, they're always free. <laughs> Please don't right. hesitate to ask. And Dan is incredibly approachable. You guys need to do that. Dan, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely, man. man. This has been a this lot was, of fun. This is a nice break. My feet are up, <laughs> top down. Just relaxing. But a little hair I have left is flowing in the air. You know, it's good.